The things that are happening now that are disrupting all of our lives, things like the closing of schools, working from home, no sports or big gatherings, all of these things are things we have to do because our most powerful weapon against the virus is to prevent the spread of it and to be absolutely sure that the people who contract the illness will get the care that they need to recover. Today, this is our most important job while the scientists do their job to build vaccines and medicines. Pam, you just hit on one of the big headlines over the last days, school closings. Um, Can you say more about that? There are many schools and colleges closing, we all know, and perhaps most notably, the largest school district in the country, New York City, is now closed until April 20th at least. How do these disruptions impact the sense of safety that children need? Well, right here is this incredible paradox, and it truly is the biggest challenge we face with this virus. Mm. All of the actions we are taking today are disrupting the communities in our lives. Yeah. Relationships, families, schools, sports, churches were told to stay home in order to be safe. So in order to provide the greatest sense of physical safety to ourselves and others, we are disrupting the very things we need in order to have emotional safety, Mm. the connections that we all need to feel safe, to cope with stress, to manage fear, and to surmount this crisis. Remember what I said, the human relationship is the most important lever that we have to manage stress and fear. Mm. So the cure, if you will, for physical safety is exactly the opposite of what we need to be able to do to create emotional safety and manage stress. All of a sudden, young people are being separated from the teachers and friends they love, and they no longer have the same routine or structure they become accustomed to. This is very jarring for them and for the adults. They may be very sad and upset and even angry, wanting to blame people for taking them away from where they want to be with their peers. Young people depend on each other for information and support, and they depend on their schools for food, for health care, and for adults they trust. Once home, students don't have equal access to support or even technology, or if they do, they may have to adjust to a new way of learning online from teachers who are learning to teach in a new way. Or they may have been sent home with packets full of paper assignments that are just overwhelming. And if their parents are having to work from home or having their hours cut or job or business hurt, there will be added stress at home with everyone there with new routines and responsibilities. This is a massive change in the way we live and work and learn. And it is the biggest problem today for our young people and the adults surrounding and supporting them. So in a way, Chris, we have an engineering problem. Mm. The engineering problem is how, how are we going to create both physical and emotional safety at the same time? So you, you know the million dollar question. How would you approach that? Right now, the best medical advice we have is to stay away from large groups, 
It isn't to stay away from everyone or to be isolated. That would create even more stress and deprive us of the one thing that we all need to manage stress, which is relationships. Yes. So this means that we can still build small communities, circles of trust, and do it safely using the people we most trust in the world. Our ability to take care of ourselves, including using practices as simple as meditation. Mm. We can actively help each other. We can share resources and accurate information. And we can use the flexibility of the internet to increase our connectivity to one another. Mm. In other words, I think we can build micro-communities in which we establish who we can count on and use the bonds we form and the oxytocin that such bonds release to manage stress and fear and the uncertainty of the future. Restoration of routines is always good in stressful times, but there are bigger opportunities here too. Anyone can be a leader in communities born of necessity and purpose, including our kids. Mm. They, they can find creative solutions to problems that we might not even see, especially around the use of technology. Yeah. We can use their energy, their agency, their creativity, their agility, their pragmatism, especially the teenagers among us, to do things that we can't do. And they will respond to being needed and valued and respected, as well as protected and loved. We are going to hear bad and troubling news every single day for some time to come. And each day, our ability to cope will be tested. Every story and account of what gets people through times like this has to do with a very careful balance between facing the facts of a situation Mm. and the ability to harness our collective relational will to preserve belief that the crisis will end and that we will be okay again. Hmm. This is what we most need now to do for ourselves and our children. We need to create these micro communities where relational trust is strong in ways that make it possible to build collective strength, preserve belief, promote resilience, and we need to do it with each other every single day. This is a vaccine that is actually possible today. It is one which provides both physical and emotional safety to each other and all of our young people. We must follow the guidance on physical distance, but let's combine it with the things we can do to create emotional safety and connection, because doing both will inoculate our young people with a path toward wellness, resilience, and health, and the ability to recover from this life-altering event. 